What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. That's what we do. And what are, what are we going to do this week? Let's just let's just jump just right into jump what right into we're going to talk about because it's <laughs> it's super hard hitting stuff and uh, and we don't have time to waste. Yeah, we don't. We have a lot to accomplish. We do because we are ten xing. We're ten xing everything. Everything in our lives. It is uh, a theory of I guess life and business and everything. It's everything, yeah. It's really everything. Uh, it's a book by Grant Cardone. You've probably yeah. heard of him. Famous sales motivation guru yeah. guy. Yep. And it's really popular in like the landscaping and outdoor space. There's a lot yeah. of 10Xers. People love this guy. They love to 10X everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also gotten like, I wouldn't say harassed, but it feels like <laughs> harassment by people that take these 10X sales class and then they want to, uh, you know, add you on Facebook and then DM you and say, I can get you five to 10 leads a month, you know, doing this and that. And then I click on their profile and it's like, went to the Grant Cardone 10X school of sales or whatever. <laughs> so that always turned me off a little bit. Uh, the people that are just like 10Xers, I know a few of them that are just business owners and they're not trying to like, you know, sell their marketing strategies to, to me or anything. Uh, I respect, I respect those people that are 10 Xing. So I, I've always been intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to dive in, see what it was all about. And so we decided let's, let's, let's read this book. Yep. I read it twice this week. Yeah. Well, listen to it. Audiobook. Yeah. yeah and, uh, it, you dove head first into the whole 10 Xing oh, yeah. pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, went full speed into yeah. 10X and it's already like a very like it'll amp you up. Like it's yeah. basically like a I think the book's like, I don't know, seven or eight hours long. It was eight hours. Yeah. Eight hours. Um, It's like an eight hour motivational hype speech. Yeah. And I also listened to it at 1.3 X speed. Yeah. Not quite 10x yet, but <laughs> 1.3. So it really seemed like a super kind of frantic, manic yeah. type speech, which I was into. Uh, yeah. That got me pumped up. I, I thought also, it was sweet. I also listened to it at a faster rate, and I, I couldn't tell if, like, he, I feel like that's just how he talks anyway. So it yeah. was like, I just felt like someone was, like, yelling at me for yeah, however long it took, not like, eight hours, because we sped it up. We sped it up, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to like a regular audiobook and speed it up, like you can tell that it's sped up by like the way that they're speaking. Yeah. You can tell that it's like fast, but the way that he speaks, it's almost like you forget that it's sped up and you're like, this dude, 10X and must work. Listen to this guy. He's unstoppable. Yeah. So I guess before we get into that, what Let's do drinks. Yeah, Let's I need drinks. a drink before yeah, we really yeah, get yeah. before we unpack this I, whole thing. Yeah, we got a lot to sift through. It's been a absolutely crazy ten x week. Yeah. Um. It all has. right. So what I got here is some high noons that high were noon. in the fridge in my garage. Nice. Uh, I have kiwi, and I have guava. Guava. What would um, you like? I'll take a kiwi. Kiwi, you got I'll it. I'll have one, and you will probably have two. Then you can have one of each. Oh, okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. No I will problem. start with the kiwi as well, I guess. I like the, these like always taste like melted popsicles. I like these a lot. Mm. Yeah, high noons are great. High noons are great. 
Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Sunday. Mm. We're doing this on we a Sunday. We didn't address that, yeah. Yeah. It's and, Sunday. Um, yes, it's Sunday. It's Sunday evening when we normally record on a Friday. And why is that, John? <laughs> uh, we'll get into it. Uh, Should I'd, we wait to talk about that? <laughs> I, basically, I 10x too close to the sun, <laughs> and I, I came crashing down in a ball of fire. <laughs> and Friday, you know, I was just, I, I packed so much into my schedule this week. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, this is no problem. I'm going to 10x it. Yeah. This will be easy. Uh, came around a Friday afternoon. There was so much left to do. Hadn't yeah. uh, fully edited the YouTube video that was getting uploaded on Saturday morning. So worked on that during the day. We decided to skip the podcast, put it off till Sunday. And then I had to stay up till like three in the morning on Friday night editing. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep for a little bit, woke up at six because I had to do some voiceover. So I had to drive over to the van, get the microphone, come back, did that in my garage while Max was still sleeping. And hey, got the video up. Yeah, you got did the it. Video I was up. very, I was very impressed that you got it up. Yeah. Got it up. Yeah. I had to, to like punish myself for <laughs> 10xing too close to the sun. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's give like a, a synopsis of this whole idea. Cause I think a lot of people are probably like familiar with it. Like they've probably heard about it or seen people that are 10 Xing or at a 10 X convention, but I didn't really know what it was all about. Yeah. Till I listened to the book twice. Yeah. Give us, give us a little, give us a little synopsis. I feel like I can't even give us a, like it, my thing with 10 X, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a bit of a hater when it comes to 10xing. Yeah. Um, I feel like you can't give a synopsis because it's not, it's just a theory. He says, like, if you have a dream, 10x it. Stop being a little bitch. That's what he says in it. I love in that his part. Book. Yeah, I love that part. He's, and Don't lie. Of, you like that part, I, too. I like that part. Yeah. I like that part. And he says, like, you got to get rid of victimhood. Like, nothing is anybody else's fault. Everything's your fault, and you just have to own it and move forward. Which I was yeah. kind of like that as a vague theory, but... Uh, the over-encompassing thing is just you have to 10x everything. You have to 10x your <laughs> marriage. You have to 10x yeah. your relationships, your friendships. You have to 10x your business, your dreams, and your goals. And if you want to 10x the 10x, like you can't even, like even the 10x guy is like, oh, I wish I had 10x my dreams even more. So yeah, he, he just, I think, I guess the whole thing is that if you have a goal, like let's say your goal is to raise $100,000, yep. which he uses this example in the book. Um, you have to 10 exit and your new goal is a million dollars because yep. if you fall short of your $1 million goal, you're still better off than your $100,000 goal or whatever. Yeah. Like, would right? you is rather that- be 50% off of your 10 X goal, which would be 500 grand, or mm-hmm. would you accomplish your original goal, which was a hundred thousand? Which one's better? Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think that makes sense. Sure. As like a vague concept with no actual um, yeah. instructions or guidance. or Yeah, there's not like a whole lot steps. of... Yeah, not a lot of whole, whole lot of actionable steps. Um, but what I got from it was you have to... I thought initially it was just kind of like you 10x your thinking. You're, yeah. just, you're just... You set a goal, 10x it. Right. I'm not sure at what level that 10xing stops because it could just go on forever. It could be infinite, um, yeah. yeah. really <laughs> quickly. But you also have to 10x your action. Yeah, which, which that's where the problems arise, I would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to dream big, but then when it comes to act 
to actually doing something that uh yeah there's only so much time in a day there uh, is, as we learned this week yeah and i think i i loved the whole concept of really the whole book i love setting huge goals i love like that's that's something that i feel like i already kind of do mm-hmm. set these huge goals and it's not necessarily about like I don't get that much satisfaction from achieving a goal. I feel like I get the satisfaction in like the pursuit of the goal. So I don't feel like I would be discouraged by like setting huge goals that you never really get to. But in the process of shooting for that gigantic goal, you know, you get a lot further. Mm -hmm. And then once you get pretty close to that original 10 X goal, then you just move the target a little bit further. I kind of like that theory. Yeah, that, that I vibe with that pretty good. Um, the 10x action, though, I feel like uh, I was I was explaining this to my dad's friend yesterday about uh-huh. 10xing, and he didn't know what it was, so I explained it to him, and he was like, "That sounds like how you already live your life." Yeah, and I was like, "Maybe that's why I got. <laughs> maybe that's why there wasn't that much room for me to 10x even more." Yeah, because I'm already. I already work a lot. Or is that you? You should stop being a little bitch and. Uh, yeah. See, that's that's the hard part. That's like the. That's what Grant you know, Cardone would say. That's yeah, what Uncle I Grant know. would say. Uncle Grant would definitely say that. He would be like, "Stop being a little bitch." Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe maybe this is just me trying to, um, you know, calm myself down for being a little bitch and, yeah. and say it's okay. Yeah, you're just you placating yourself. Yeah, I don't know. So. So I, I still don't really know how I fully feel about 10xing, but yeah, uh, there was still some, I think, some really good stuff in there. Yeah. And like you said, it there wasn't any, most of the books that I've been reading are at least, there, there's at least like references to studies or, right. you know, uh, an actual thing that happened, like uh, a case study of a company and how it grew. This is kind of more just like complete theory and motivational hype. Yeah, it's just hype. It's mostly just there's, hype. <laughs> there's no actionable steps in the whole book. That's why that's why I couldn't vibe with it because it's like, yeah. okay, that's great. Like like the concept, like the the one on victimhood. I really liked that because it was like, you know, like a bad thing happens to you and then that thing happened. So there's no point in dwelling on it. Just move forward from that point. And I like that. And I think that that's a great concept, but also that's really hard for some people. And you yeah. know, it's not easy for somebody to bounce back immediately, but as a vague theory, I like it. Mm-hmm. But then they, there's no steps. He just says, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't let yourself be a victim. Don't do it. Yeah. And then there's no actionable steps. So it's like, how are you supposed that's to an follow actionable this? Step right there. Just don't do it. If you're doing it, just stop. <laughs> Action completed. <laughs> just stop. I, I I can't. You're wasting time asking how. You just stop. Mm, that's okay, it. Okay. And it's, it's done. like a it's like a feelings thing. You just shove it deep down. Yeah. Deep and down that's into one your, thing that um, psyche. I was I was very curious. I wonder what his feelings on like therapy are. You that's think he's a great question? Like, can you 10x your emotional well being by going to a therapist, or is that just you know inherently being a little bitch? Yeah, I. That's I a great know. question. We'll have to get Uncle Grant on here and see I what think, his thoughts are. Yeah. Um, Actually, speaking of this man, Grant Cardone, he he like he was a real estate investor. I believe that's how he got got his start. And then he trans like, you know, moved his career more into like being a sales marketer, sales coach, yeah, 
man or whatever. Um, but I was trying to look them up, Google them, give them a quick Google. Where do you start? Where does any normal American person start? Google. Wikipedia. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> this man had his Wikipedia page taken off of the internet because he doesn't like that other people can write things about him. And like, if it's like vaguely off or like not true or whatever, but like yeah. everybody has a Wikipedia page. That's so bizarre to me that like he was Shut so butthurt by someone writing something that wasn't like perfectly true on the internet that he had his Wikipedia page taken down. So yeah. I wonder, I'm going to do, I'm going to do some good keywords on this episode. Maybe he'll Google his name. He'll find our podcast. And tell us to take it down. Maybe. Maybe. So, Uncle Grant, if you are listening to this podcast, we want to have you on. We want to hear your, you know, <laughs> maybe we just need to be guided the 10x way. We need like a personal. Maybe we need Uncle Grant a, a to come down guy. here and to hold our hands as we begin to get back journey. into the 10x journey. Maybe. Um, maybe that's it. So. That's kind of a synopsis on what the whole book and lifestyle is about. And, you know, well, I'd say the one actionable step is to write down your goals. He says he does That's, that yeah. like every night he writes down goals. And what he does is he words them in a way that it's like it already happened. Like, yeah, I have a uh, million dollars in net uh, profit coming to me every month. I have, you know. 10 best-selling books. I have all these things. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't know if I could get down with it every day, but that's something that, hey, it works for him. Yeah. But I like being in in the practice of writing things down or writing down goals so they're constantly on your radar. I think that that is great. I think it's super unhelpful to write like, like, all right, I'm going to sit down every night and I'm going to write down my goals. I'm going to write that I want to buy Disney World. That's my goal. And then, like, if you're writing, like, down, like, those lofty... That's just fantasy to me at that point. That's not helpful at all. When you put it like that, that's... Yeah. <laughs> my my instinct is to say you're not 10Xing. Yeah. So it's definitely <laughs> not going to be possible. But, yeah, when you say it like that, I don't know where... Where do you go from there? Like, what what's the first thing that you do? If that's your goal... Exactly. And right and- now you're just, like, sitting... Like for us, for example, we're sitting here doing this podcast. Um, don't think that we're going to have enough money to buy Disney World anytime soon. Yeah. What's like the first step? Well, yeah. Where do we go from there? Write down that goal and then. Then what? Yeah. Then what? You need you need smaller goals along Actual the way. Steps. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Man, I didn't think of that. <laughs> but. But as like a concept, I think that it's great if you write down like your yeah. goals for tomorrow or like your goals for that week or that month or that year. I think that that's, I think that's great. Yeah, that's true. I love that. Goal setting is amazing. It is. And we do it. Yeah. All the we time. do goal setting and, uh, you know, and it, it has helped us. So let's get into a couple things that I really liked in the book. Okay. Um, is I'm going to try really hard to not be so judgmental about it. Poo pooing on it. Yeah. But we did kind of discuss <laughs> you, <laughs> I I feel like I am, I've just awoken from a... A bender? Yeah. Yeah. I feel (laughs) like I was, I was high in the sky all week. (laughs) Just, you know, anytime you were like, okay, yeah, we can do that. But when are we going to do this other thing? I'd say, I'm going to 10X it. I'll do it. I'll do it tonight. I'll do it in the middle of the night. I don't care if I need to sleep. Like, not a problem. Yeah. 10Xing. I went pretty hard into it. And I feel like I'm just... I'm just come. I'm just awakening from that uh, 
haze yeah. that I was in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I do. I, I do want to hear your recap because before you read the book, you were a 10x. Not a, I don't want to say a hater, but you were a 10x. I was a big skeptic. Skeptic. That's, yeah, that's the right word. Sure. You were a skeptic. And then you read the book and then you, you fell hard. You, you decided that was your lifestyle and you were yeah. committed to it. Yeah. And anytime we said anything, you were like, 10 exit, 10 exit. It was a buzzword for sure. Yeah. And now you're a bit on the other side. So I do want to hear what made you fall in love with this theory? Uh, I think that uh, I just, I like, I like that mindset. A lot of the things um, are things that I already thought of and, and kind of try to practice like, um, like setting big goals. I yeah. like to do that. I don't like to look at something and say, oh, well, that's not really possible. I like to say, yeah, it's possible. We, we just have to figure out how to do it. So yeah, that really got me into it initially. And then the fact that it's, you know, it's, there's really an emphasis on 10 xing your actions to get there. Yeah. And that's also something that I'm really big on. Like if you are willing to work super hard and like really dedicate yourself to a goal, that's the only way that you're really going to get there a lot of times. So mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people out there that are, are going the opposite. Like, oh, I have this easy way that you can get all this success. Yes, so yeah. I, I really liked that, that there was this huge emphasis on you have to like hustle, do the work. And that's the only way that this is going to work. You can't just do the dreaming part. You have to also do the action. Yeah. So that really initially from the beginning, I was into that. Yeah. I really dug it. Um, then the stuff like the the victimhood and the ownership, that's something that I've I've always kind of liked that concept. Uh, and then I also read Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I was, mm-hmm. the week that I read that, I was pretty, I was pretty jacked up. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I really like that concept that you, especially as a leader, have to take ownership of everything that happens to you, good yeah. or bad. And we talked about this a little bit before when I was reading that book. And you were like, well, what if it really wasn't your fault? Like, what if something happened that like you literally had nothing to do with that it happened to you? And I think there are instances where that can happen. Like mm-hmm. somebody just comes out of nowhere and, and beats you up and steals from you or something. That's not something that, you know, you could really avoid in every scenario. But I think just the mentality of after something has happened, good or bad, you have to look at it. Even if it wasn't your fault, you have to take ownership of it and look at how can I do something to, you know, maybe not have this happen to me in the future. Yeah. Because that's the part that's useful to you. There's like nothing that you can gain by just saying, okay, it's this other person's fault. This happened to me. You really, if you take ownership and just say, okay, although this wasn't hundred percent my fault, it was mostly this person that did something to me. There are some things that I could learn from it to do better in the future, to lessen the chance of something like this happening. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I like, I, I like the, again, I like the concept. I like taking extreme ownership and and not being the person who passes the blame but I just don't think it's that black and white where you can be like everything is my fault and I did it and because that's not like realistic and I think that it's it's important to realize if something like if you get jumped or whatever it's that's not your fault like what what about your actions can you change that- you can get jacked 
do martial arts. I guess, yeah. but yeah. like, that's just not realistic to me. I think that that's, you know, sure, maybe you, these you are don't. Also, these are also like extreme examples. Like, you right, know, right, right, right. Like, most of the things are, it is going to be a little bit your fault. Like, somebody just like driving by and then running out of a car and punching you in the face and getting back in the car. I don't think you really need to dwell on it that much. Like, okay, uh, how can I take ownership? It, it wasn't that person's fault. I think that it's just like, well, that was, that was a little bit of bad luck. Um, yeah. Kind of okay, so let's say let's say um, you and your coworker are working on a project together, and you're dividing and conquering, and yeah. that other person messes up their half of the job of like the project that you did together. Yeah, and that wasn't your fault. And the only action that you can take is like not to trust that other person. Yeah, you know, I think you that's... can't if you take extreme ownership and you're like, okay, this is completely my fault. That's not a. That's not helping your coworker who messed up learned that they messed up and that's just not true. So I'm not saying blame them. Don't like just pass the whole thing and be like, Oh, well it's their fault. You know, I'm not saying doing that, but it's just, I think it's important to be realistic. I think it's a little bit, it's a little bit dicey when it's like two people that are colleagues that are on like the same level. I think it really makes a whole lot more sense in like a leadership sense. So oh, yeah. if something like that happened and say I delegated something to you and somebody else and then somebody else dropped the ball that you guys were supposed to do this group project, I could look at that and be like, okay, if this project doesn't go well because one person didn't do their job, ultimately that comes back on me. Like I did something wrong. I didn't explain the task well enough. I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, make sure that this was a group project that made sense in, in some capacity to have yeah. two people working on it, or I should have known that these two people don't work well together. There's like a million things that a leader can take from that and say, this is my fault. Because at the end of the day, like, everything that happens in Premier Outdoor Living is ultimately my fault. Yeah, but... Right? Sure. And I, I agree with that, but at, at the same token, isn't it like your job... Like you are taking extreme ownership, but if you are taking all the blame, then you're taking away the other person's ability to for themselves to take extreme ownership. Don't you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hmm. That's that is tricky. <laughs> I think I don't think that it's something that by taking extreme ownership, um, and maybe we should just just say take ownership because this is not. This is like sort of related to the Jocko Willink book, but yeah. we're, te- we're about 10x. <laughs> this is really yeah. a huge tenant of 10xing is not being a victim. So yeah. um, I think I think by taking ownership, you're not like completely like letting that person off the hook. It is, you know, you can explain to them, okay, you messed this up. Like these are your expectations. These are your responsibilities. This is where you fell short. Uh-huh. Ultimately, it's my fault that you fell short because I put you in that position to do this task. Maybe we do this a couple more times and you continue to fall short. It's my fault for hiring you and thinking that you could do that. I didn't put the right person to the task. Hmm. So it's it's not like... It but, doesn't but completely like person, let them that, off the hook. I feel like that person would like... At first, they'd be like, oh man, I messed up. This is my fault. And then if you come in and say like it was my fault for not explaining it well enough, then that person's like, you're giving that person an out to be like, oh, well, you know what? He didn't explain it to me good enough. Well, so I, I mean, don't, I don't, as I, a leader, you also have the, you know, authority in your head to be like, okay, this per like, <laughs> I think 
a lot of times what that does is it like disarms the other person. It's like, okay, this, this was, these are the things that I did wrong as a leader. You know, it wasn't all your fault. Yeah. And then it kind of like gives them room to be like, okay, yeah, but I did mess this up. Like I shouldn't have done this. And if you have somebody that you just go to and you say, okay, I should explain this better. I should have given you a better schematic or diagram of what was happening. And they're just like, yeah, you totally messed that up. And they continue to do that. That's like a sign to you that this person probably isn't the right person for the job. They're, they're not really fitting in. So yeah, I think a, an extreme ownership kind of thing or regular, regular ownership, regular 10 <laughs> X ownership kind of goes both ways. Yeah. You want somebody else that's going to say, okay, yeah. Um, maybe a better schematic would have, would have helped me out a little bit. But if I had a question, I should have came and asked you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just more mm -hmm. of a mentality. And, and then at the end of the day, it's like, you really have to look at every situation when something goes wrong as what, what did I do that maybe not caused this, but definitely didn't stop it from happening. Yeah. I just think it's a healthy practice and it's a really good way to like learn things especially with your, your people skills, yeah. employees, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I like it. And I think it's a noble way to look at things. I, you know, I just, and it, obviously every situation is different, but I think yeah. that it's important to take situations as realistically as you can. Yeah. That's how I like to look at things, but. And yeah. I don't think Everybody's that you different. have to like really be like, so, so rigid on this. I think it's more of just like an overarching mentality that as a leader, you have to be on the lookout for things that you can take ownership for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I think it, it, it makes people respect you as a leader a little bit more. I never respected anybody that was like the type of person that acted like they could do no wrong and they, they knew everything. They, you know, oh, I explained this to you perfectly. How'd you mess that up? You're an idiot. Like, yeah. and there's a lot of people like that in the construction industry. So yeah. I never looked at somebody that did that as somebody that I would respect or want to work for. So yeah, I think that's a good point. as being a leader and, and you're willing to take ownership of the things that you might not have been the best at. There's so many things that I can still work on with myself personally and professionally. So I think it does garner a little bit more respect from, from people when you are willing to say that you made a mistake. Yeah. Would you agree? I do agree. Yeah. And I think with this, it's, it's just a, it's a good reminder to, if you want to grow as a person, you have to be willing to change up your perspective on things. Yeah. And I think that that's like, like you just said, the way that you put that was perfect. It was just kind of like, thank you. So I think we both agree that taking ownership to, at least some degree is a really good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's something that's in the 10 X lifestyle, uh, taking ownership, not being a victim. I think that is a healthy practice to at least a great extent, maybe not in every scenario, but a lot of times you can look at what you did wrong, learn from it, get better and move on. So yeah, I do like that. Yeah. I think it's a good concept. I have a couple other things that I did like from the book, but okay. before I move is there anything else that you that you stuck out that you really liked about the book? That I liked about the book? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, know, I know it didn't really vibe with you. Um, I did. I, I feel like I'm, I'm just such a skeptic when it comes to maybe most things. I don't know. But like I, look, I had all of these preconceived notions because this man 
he was a real estate investor and then he like he wants to be known as the go-to guy for sales so immediately i'm like well anything he says it's going to be a sales pitch yeah it's just he's a used car salesman snake oil con man just trying to sell you the dream and so he's already, good at it i already so went he could in, say yeah. anything yeah and i already went in with that mentality so i feel like everything that he said i was just like yeah okay as a vague concept that's good like i love i dream big love that 10xing your goals love that to an extent yeah. to an extent <laughs> i love 10xing your actions i think that anything worth doing is going to be 10 times harder than you think it is or in the book he talks about um like celebrities or athletes or whatever like there's no such thing as an overnight success you all there's always tons of stuff on the back end that people don't see and assume that you've just become this overnight success but that doesn't actually happen so i like that i like that it's acknowledging that like these things take a ton of hard work, like way more work than you think it is, way more work than your family thinks it's going to take or any of that. I, I loved that. That's incredibly true. Yeah. So there you go. There's something I liked. I like that. Okay. But Out of eight hours. Else, though. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, I just felt like it was just a, a salesman trying to sell me the dream. That's, that's, I liked the vague concepts, but yeah, it was hard for me with, with, with no actionable steps to back up these big lofty claims, I just, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't vibe. Yeah. I but think, I will say, yeah, if you're a person who like you're down in the dumps and you want to, you want to change and you need like a hype book, this is a good hype book. Yeah. If got you, me hyped if, up. yeah, if you're like mentality isn't like good or you feel like life isn't a going the like way you want draggy, or yeah, yeah, like, and you want something to, to pump you up. This is, that's a great this is a great book for that. Yeah, it'll get you ready to run through a wall <laughs> 10 times. Exactly. Uh, but it's not going to tell you how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a good point that, first off, he he is like the self-proclaimed master of sales. So yeah. whatever he does pitch at you, whether it's this book or, or whatever, he's going to be good at making it sound like really enticing and getting yeah. you excited about it. Exactly. So. You do have to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, it's coming from a salesperson. But, hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a lot. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. Because I, I did go into it pretty heavy. But yeah. let's get into one, uh, the next thing that I did really like from the book. Okay. You know what that is? What? Omnipresence. Okay. Yeah. Did you like that? I guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> as a vague co- again, as a vague concept, sure. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Omnipresence is being everywhere all the time in front of everybody. Just being everywhere that you can possibly yeah. be. And Sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. Um, how do you do it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think... I think this is just <laughs> to get you in the mindset. Like, this is, the, right. this is a mindset book. Mm-hmm. And... That's a lot of times all I'm looking for. I'm looking for the mindset. <laughs> a lot of times the actionable steps, yeah. like I'm not good at following instructions or following steps. I just need to like get in the right headspace. And in certain aspects, this got me in the right headspace, omnipresence. And yeah. I think this could be a lot of different things to different people, but it could be very beneficial to a lot of people in the trades. Uh, for us, we're making a lot of content. So it made me think, the more content that we can put out, the better. I mean, right. the the internet is so saturated with everybody doing like 
more or less a lot of the same stuff. So yeah. you need to be, you know, top of mind for people. Yeah. So the more stuff that you can put out, the better. And I think it goes a lot to just local contractors as well. Like take that idea of omnipresence and bring it down to a local level. Like try to be everywhere that, you know, if you're in one County, just think of like all the different places that you could possibly be in that County and do advertising there. And it doesn't have yeah. to be, um, I think it, it, it's definitely more doable, the smaller the area that you're looking to, to hit. So yeah. say like a couple really up and coming neighborhoods or something that you want to target, you could do mailers to them. You could, uh, you know, make sure that you put lawn signs every single job that you do in that area. Make sure that your trucks are completely wrapped and lettered so they see it. Uh, sponsor the local Little League team. Uh, put your ad on the best little diner placemat thing. Like everywhere <laughs> that you can possibly be that the people in those neighborhoods are going to go, make sure you're, that you're there. And really yeah. like think about it. You don't have to go the traditional routes like, oh, just, you know, get a billboard or get a, uh, you know, just the typical stuff that people yeah. do. Like, I don't know, like think outside the box. Think yeah. like, where are these people going to be? Like, I think sponsoring sports teams is like a really good idea for people in certain neighborhoods. Like in some areas, that's like a really, really big community thing. Yeah. And if you can get involved in that, that's just another place that people can see your name. And then if you back that up with other ways that people are seeing you, um, you know, you kind of have to just like, think about it. You want it to, to seem like for that ideal client that they have seen you everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't mean that everybody has to see you everywhere, but if you hit them with a mailer that comes in their mail, you know, depending on the area, maybe a, something you leave on their door. That's a little tacky though. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. go that route. Yeah. Hit up any Facebook groups that are related to that area. Do Facebook ads that target a super small area. Do Google ads that track the people that go to your website and then have ads pop up and follow them around the internet. Yeah. You know, all of these things, if they keep seeing it, they're going to just think that you are like the biggest company around and you don't necessarily have to be, but to that person, your ideal client, it's going to look that way. So yeah, I think the mindset of omnipresence, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I do like that. That is, and that's such a key point to marketing that, you yeah. want to be that person that's everywhere. It's just so, you know, that person's not going to need an HVAC guy right now, but you want them to think of your name or first lady. when they do. Or lady. Or lady. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you want them to think of you first. They like Exactly. You just want them to not even think about it. Be like, oh, I'll call that, you know, I keep seeing that guy around. I'll call that person or yeah. lady. So that's, that is great. And I love that. Okay. So another thing that you like about the book. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I do like it. I think you're at about a 3x I'm level a right 3X. now. <laughs> uh, this episode, I'm going to be. You might fully be at sold. five. Uh, but I think that that really spoke to me because it's getting yourself out there before the point of sale. I think mm -hmm. a lot of companies that do marketing, uh, a lot of times this is larger companies that just have a dedicated budget to go to advertising every month. They probably work with a marketing company that's going to run Google ads for them and stuff. Um, first off, those are really expensive to do for keywords like, you know, uh, kitchen remodeler in my area, yeah. local 
roofer, whatever it is, those keywords are like really expensive to buy. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get calls from people like those are people that are ready to buy right then. If they haven't heard about you before that, then I think it's going to be a really big uphill battle for you. So most people think that that is where they should put all their money into those type of ads. But I look at it as the opposite way. Like I want them to know who we are like a year or two before they're ready to buy their outdoor living space. So that by the time that they are ready, they have followed us so much. They've seen so many projects that we've done and they're ready to buy from us. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to differentiate yourself at the point of sale when somebody's like, I want a deck built. I'm going to call these three people that popped up on Google ads and I don't know anything. Everyone's coming in on even playing field. I just think that that it's a super uphill battle. Yeah. If you can get in the mindset of being omnipresent, being everywhere that your client is, most of the work's done. Yeah. By the time they call, it's like, it's like, what took so long? You knew it was going to happen. You know, it's just like the sales there. Right. So. Something to think about. Something to think about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah something, something to think about. about. Um, <laughs> yeah. How, how long have we been going? Because I know we're, we've packed a lot of information into this because yeah. we are still sort of 10xing. Um, <laughs> we've 10xed our time. We're only at 37 minutes. We're packing so much good stuff <laughs> into here. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I think. Now, I, you already touched on 10x in your action, which I, I, that's, I think that's where I find the most, um, that's the most problematic for me because yeah. 10x in your action, which I, uh, I agree, it takes a ton of fun work, hard work to do anything. But like, if you're already a really hard worker and you're working all, all these hours, like, how are you going to find the time to do that? That's where, that's where it breaks down for that's you. That's where it breaks down. Cause like, yeah. that, like, for us personally this week, um, you were, you were hard into the 10 X thing. Yeah. And I'm very much a person who's like, okay, love that for you. However, how is this going to work? Like, what is the rest of the week going to work? How, like, yeah. where are we going to put this? And, uh, you know, we couldn't, we've only been doing this one week and we, we couldn't, we couldn't make it work. Yeah, couldn't make the 10 X thing work. And if you can't make the, if you can't 10 X the action, you, you the can't rest text of it falls anything apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's true. Yeah. I do appreciate, though, that you just kind of let me run with it. You were like, I okay. Tried, yeah, I tried to, to. I was pretty convincing, corral. though. I was like, <laughs> I was like, just, yeah, you're not 10xing enough yet. Yeah. Once you start 10xing <laughs> enough, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Exactly. And so. then it got to Friday and it was like, I just thought I'd be able to 10x my way through all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, I have two full hours to edit this entire YouTube video. And then, like, I I was halfway through that two hours, and I was like, you just, you can't 10x everything. <laughs> I can't rush it that much. It's just not possible. Right. Um, but and maybe that's just the attitude. I don't know. Yeah. But even, so you did set aside that two hours, which was very clearly not enough time at all. Not even close. Not even close to enough time. But then, you all, like, another problem came up on, on the job site, and you had to, like, stop editing to go figure out this like beam situation that we had where the beam needed to go somewhere that it couldn't really go. Yeah. So it also doesn't, it's very rigid and it doesn't allow for, um, things that pop up, things that pop up. See now one, uh, example he gives in the book is to, he's talking about making sales calls. If it takes somebody an hour to make 15 sales calls 
And then he says, I can do 15 sales calls in 15 minutes. That doesn't really seem possible. But then yeah, he's that's... like, then he's like, I could hire somebody to make 15 calls in 15 minutes. And then I have all my time back. So like there was that, that a little any... bit of a, of a thing for delegating there, but then there was really no, that was kind of it. Yeah. There was no actionable steps. Like, exactly. Okay, how do you delegate? And not everyone can afford to just hire someone to make these calls for them. So that's not yeah. a realistic. But sometimes you can't afford not to. Catch 22, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's true. So one thing I did learn is no matter which way you go on this, there's kind of a rebuttal either way. <laughs> if somebody doesn't believe in it, you can say, well, you're not 10xing enough. Yeah. Uh, somebody <laughs> does believe in it. You know, there's plenty of stuff that you can say about, you know, how it's not realistic. You're 10xing too hard. I definitely 10x too hard. Uh, <laughs> like you said, I, I did appreciate trying something new. I always appreciate yeah. trying something new, and you did. You gave it your all this week. <laughs> I went fully I all say, in. Yeah, you did go all in. You gave it your all. Uh, so I do appreciate how hard you tried to 10x. And you know, looking retrospectively, we didn't get to the podcast on Friday. Uh huh. So that's a that's a negative there. But overall, for the week, do you think that? Do you think I got more done? No. You don't think so? Not at all, no. Uh, I don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't. We didn't do the podcast. You were editing the vlog up until the very last minute. Yeah, I was up like almost all night. That's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. As much as I like to think that it is, and I like to push myself beyond my limits, uh, eventually that comes with a crash. Yeah. Big yeah. crash. Yeah. So. And another thing is like, He's this guy is Grant Cardone's big on like 10 xing your relationships. So how are you going to 10 x your relationships if you're never around your spouse because you're working all the time? So yeah, that's that, a balance that's very that hard to strike, I, I was, imagine. I was a little confused about. He said one thing that he does every day is go to the grocery store every morning with his daughter. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you Why? mean? You go to the grocery store every day? And he's like, yeah, and I introduced her to all the people that work there. And it, that was like just a confusing segue that he yeah. went into. Like, what do you mean you go to the grocery store every morning? Who does that? <laughs> That's like something a psychopath. Why don't you go anywhere else? Like, yeah, there's go, go somewhere walk. different every day. Yeah, that was a little weird. But um, yeah, I went to the grocery store with Max today. <laughs> it's rubbing off on me. Yeah. Uh, and I did enjoy it very much. It was a lot of fun. So maybe we'll start going every day. Yeah. I'll think that he lives there. It'd be pretty <laughs> He's cool. going to be so confused. Yeah. All his childhood memories are in Wegmans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think, I think honestly, I thought there was a couple more things. I think that kind of covers most of what I got out of it. Yeah. I think that it's a very entertaining, energizing book. I think, I think this, is, this one was made to be listened to. I think yeah. you can read this, but this one does very well as an audiobook. Some yeah. books are like a little bit slow. You know, the the reader, the narrator is a little monotone. Yeah. This one's an exciting book to listen to. I was <laughs> listening to it while I was working out and it was getting me so jacked up. Um, so I think I do think that it's worth a listen, but there are some there think, are some yeah. pitfalls in it for you sure. You just need to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I you're right. There, there's goods and there's there's bads and goods and that's, bads. That's that with anything. There's goods and bads. It's that's almost true. as if people aren't meant to live in spaces of rigidity. That's true. You need to be fluid. You need you need flexibility. You need flexibility yeah. in your life. And there's always a gray area. Life is not black and white. But on the other hand, so I'm somebody that 
I love to just listen and and read and learn as much as I can from as many different people. And then I'm the type of person that like, I'm not good at like following instructions or, or anything anyway. So I don't typically like latch onto one type of system, uh-huh. but I like to like pull little things from it. And I pulled quite a few from this book, but some people, they really do need to latch on to like, this is how I do it. I'm going to buy the 10X planner. Like I'm going to do yeah. it this exact way. And they kind of thrive like that. Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. I'm more of like, there are things I can learn from this. I like that. I vibe with this, that, eh, that doesn't really apply to me. Don't need to, you know, remember that. So yeah, that's, that's something that could be different for different people. That's true. Something to think about. That's true. So there is, I, yeah, I will say that I, I, di- I, while I am a skeptic, I did enjoy yeah. it and I do think that I will pull some things out of it. Yeah. And it was just a good, I love, like I was telling you this week, I just felt like I was in a very creative rut where I just felt like I wasn't coming up with any good ideas for like content or anything. Yeah. So like reading this type of book in those moments where I feel that way, it definitely helps like yeah. get me out of that. So I, I'm not a 10 Xer. I don't think that I will be going to Grant Cardone's conferences or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was still worth reading, I will say. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked it enough that I read it twice. Yeah. Listened to it twice. And I think I'm all the better for it. Yeah. Because I really I really gave it my all. Yeah. I gave it. You did. I 10X'd all week. You did 10X all week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, if I was actually any more productive. Probably not. And if I continued at that pace that I did this week... Um, I think one thing I did this week was I spent a lot more time in the field belt on. Yeah. I did. I so, did mean to say that. That yeah. was, you did 10 X that. And that was great. That was great. We made better content that way. We got yeah. more done, all of that kind of stuff. But that just led me to put off all the other stuff that yeah. I have to do all the time. <laughs> so that's what I had to work on the video yeah. Thursday night. I had to obviously stay up till three in the morning on Saturday and then wake up at six to finish it before uploading it at like nine. Yeah. So actually, you know not what? sustainable. Maybe that is the definition of why I didn't totally love this book. Cause of or watching system. me go through it because I watched yeah. your downfall. No, because it doesn't address the sacrifices that you have to make. Like it just yeah. keeps saying you're going to 10 X all these things, 10 X your action, 10 X your dreams, 10 X your goals. It doesn't say all the things you're going to have to sacrifice in That's order to true, operate yeah. at that high of a level constantly. That is true. Yeah. They don't, but he, he does talk about a 10 Xing relationships and doing all this kind of stuff. But um, it doesn't, I feel like a lot of other books by people kind of lay out all the sacrifices that you are going to have to make. Like you're not yeah. going to be able to go to that party. You're yeah. not going to be able to do the things that your friends are doing when you're building a business. So mm-hmm. that is something that was pretty much completely left out, yeah. which uh, it was just like 10 X your actions and you can 10 X everything. Yeah. But maybe you're just being a little bitch thinking about sacrifices. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> picking up the pieces from it, but uh, but it's very popular for some people, and yeah. I enjoyed the book overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to I'm gonna kind of scale back the 10Xing yeah. a little bit. And, like uh, a 5X, and, 6X? And just, yeah, maybe like a 6X, and take the things that I really liked from it. There was a couple really good things, and then, you know, keep it on the, keep it on the bookshelf for... If I'm in like a, a rut, a motivational yeah. rut, you put that thing on. Whew. You're ready to really run through 10 walls. So uh, 
I think we've covered it all. I think so too. I think, I don't think there's anything else to say. Uh, let us know if there is anything else you want to talk about, Uncle Uncle Grant. <laughs> and uh, Unky Grant, give us a call. Yeah, we'd love to have him on the show. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be uh, cool. I feel like if he was here talking to us in person, we'd be totally bought in. We'd like be he sick. is, yeah, we would be he jacked. is definitely <laughs> like a full on, like really good salesperson. Yeah, motivating. Love his energy. Love his energy. I wonder what his like weakness is as a person. Everyone's got a vice. So I wonder what his, what his vice is. I could see it being a lot of different things. I don't know. Mm. I could see him going any which way. <laughs> like I could see him going to Vegas and just going nuts. Yeah. Every which way. Yeah. 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 Um, All right, well, but let's not speculate on that. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uncle Grant, when you get here, you can tell us. Yeah. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, okay. So well, I think we've covered that enough. Yeah. You know what time it is now. Oh, the secret question. You said that like you hadn't thought of a question Oh, yet. no, I'm ready. Are you? Are you ready? Yo, I thought of one too. Did you? Yeah, I we did. We 10X'd our secret question. Oh questions? my God. Okay, yeah. We need okay. to reevaluate this whole thing. Obviously, it's working. <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to go first? You go first. Okay. Catherine. John. Name something that you have bought in the last, I don't know, six months or a year uh-huh. under $100 that has impacted you in a great way. Oh, okay. Like that question? That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, what? I was so hyped up about thinking, coming here with a question already thought of. You didn't think of your answer. I didn't think of my answer. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to think about it. Go ahead. Um, I, I hate to sound like a broken record and I'm not, this isn't going to be my answer. I'll think of another answer, but if I'm genuinely answering this question, yeah, it's alarming that, Stupid oh, alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> it That's has changed my life. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like an ad because Alarmy is not sponsoring this at all. Not yet. I um, hope they do. Maybe they will one day. Yeah. But seriously, that has changed my life. And I'm that like a, a yeah. I'm a four forty five person on the dot, no snooze because yep. of that alarm clock. So that has had a ripple effect into my life and I it has been just amazing. Um, I agree. But something that I have bought. I mean that that works. That, that is that well, I feel like we've ever talked about that. I, I don't want that That's to be okay. Like, Okay, well then that's that's my yeah. genuine answer, to be honest. Okay. My answer? What's you want your to know? answer? My answer I think it was less than five dollars, maybe. Okay. Do you know what it is? A Red Bull. No, but I love those. <laughs> I love those. But I've cumulatively spent way <laughs> yeah. over a hundred dollars on them. Very true. <laughs> uh gold stars. Oh. Gold stars. Yeah, I really feel like okay. that has <laughs> completely changed my life. The sticker system has completely changed my life. Yeah. It really has. We've been super consistent reading exercise meditation for like, has it been six months? It's been five months it's been probably. Five months, yeah. Five months. And this month, we didn't, we haven't gotten to the, the van to do the stickers for, for the weekend. Saturday and Sunday, but yeah. I feel like I already know it. you got affected. Yeah. So. I got all my stickers. Yeah. So this this month the goal is to to not miss a day, to not miss it, to get nineties. Yeah, all month. Nineties. So far we are on track. Yeah, and so. it, I the simple thing of like setting the goal and then it's not like there's no reward, there's no like prize box or anything at the end of the week if we get a certain amount of stickers. It's just the sticker itself, but you stick with no pun intended the sticker system, and even if you miss a couple of days. Like, 
normally I would be like, oh, okay, I missed a couple of days. I'm out of it. Like, oh, I'll wait till Monday. But now it's like, I got to look at the lack of stickers on the calendar. It gets me like back into it a lot quicker. And it's all about consistency. Yeah, it's all about consistency. So it's not that big of a deal if you miss like a day or two, as long as cumulatively, like you are staying on track and you're exercising and doing all those things most of the time. Yeah. So I feel like if anybody is like me, their kind of default is go really hard, get discouraged a little bit, fall off for a while, go really hard again. So this has helped me more than anything that I've ever done. Stay consistent with the things I want to do. And it was like five bucks. I think the the lesson here is. Listen to this podcast for all our ideas. Well, yeah, that's, that's, obviously, that's obviously that's a good one. Yeah. But um, sometimes the things that make the biggest changes in your life are like, not that expensive. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Wow. Like you got to invest all this money in all these like fancy whatevers. Yeah. You, you don't. You just need some gold stars and a good alarm clock. <laughs> Honestly, if I could pick two things, that <laughs> That's yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. What do you got? My question. Yeah. So this week, mm-hmm. 10x hard. Yeah. You have been on a kick. Well, I feel like you've always read like self self help books, yeah. self help type books. What is the self-help book that has made you, like what personality, not personality trait, what pointer have you picked up from one of these books? What's that thing and what has it like, how has it made a change in your life? Hmm. What's made the biggest impact? Like of, of any book that I've read? Yeah. Like what, what changed, what book inspired you to change an action in your life that has had the biggest effect? Hmm. That's a really good question. Because uh, I like to pick up little things from anything that I read, usually it's, it's just a couple things that like really stick with me mm-hmm. for the long term. Uh, let me think about that. Biggest thing that I've picked up. Uh, I mean, I, I hate to do something that we've said before, but I've said it before because it stuck with me the most. And it's, mm-hmm. if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was from, uh, a book called Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. And I heard about it on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Uh, he talked about the book. So I ordered it and it's it's a really super easy read. Yeah. You could read it in like, it's like maybe 60 pages or something. Uh, did you read it? Um, I have it. The way that it's formatted, it's just like a, each chapter is a, like a page or two. Yeah. So I have it sitting next to my like reading nook chair and I do okay. like a couple pages but like yeah. whenever I sit down to read it. I think it. that's so, the best way to read it. Yeah. Um, but he started the company CD baby, which turned out to be like a huge company. And a lot of it was like kind of by accident and he sold it for millions of dollars. And it's just like a really cool perspective on his mindset on a lot of things, like thinking about, um, the customers, like just thinking about like what they would want and where to prioritize your thinking around the decisions that you make in your business. And, it's just like a super fresh perspective, totally different from stuff like the 10 X rule. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really, really interesting book and it's, it sits next to my bed and it's a book that I've, I probably read through like at least five times. And the biggest thing for me was if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, because he was like really at the forefront of, um, internet music and all that kind of stuff where independent artists could go 
and basically sell their CD online. Like that was the thing for his company Mm -hmm. to help independent artists. So he had so many opportunities come his way, but a lot of them didn't vibe with his like mission, which was to help independent artists, record labels and distributors wanted to pay him so much money to like put their artists on there and promote it to his audience. And he never did that because it wasn't what he set out to do in the beginning. And by sticking to his original mission, he was able to grow the company a lot bigger by doing that. So it's a super cool book. It's a really fresh perspective. And that line, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, has stuck with me probably more than any other thing that I've read in any of these books. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Just an idea. Just an so, idea. Something to think about. Something to think about <laughs> for sure. I do feel like we have turned into a bit of a book club. I know. Recently, we talk about books a lot. We do. I wonder if there's some sort of other form of media we need to consume to like I don't know. add some. I was some just thinking today. To this. I am completely obsessed with audiobooks. I yeah. love audiobooks. I'm almost through another one. Which one? I'm almost done. Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Super book. Super good. Yeah, it's awesome. Is it like I've, changing how you're raising Max now? Uh, no, not really. No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe a little bit because that that chapter I listened to today. It's uh, I mean, audiobooks are just such a cool way to like gain so much knowledge. Yeah, and it doesn't like. I always wanted to be the type of person that read like 50 books a year, mm-hmm. but I never really read that much. The most I've read in a year is probably like 10 or 15 maybe. Yeah. Uh, but there's just not that much time. And it's really hard for me to concentrate in that way. I do a lot better with retention when I'm listening to something. So, and I can listen to it all the time. I listen to it every time I'm in the car. I listen to them when I'm working out. I listen to them. I was cleaning out the garage today. I was listening to an audiobook. So. Yeah. I am like fully obsessed with audiobooks and that's like the best money that you could possibly spend, I think. Yeah. I'm constantly buying more credits on there. I think <laughs> I don't know, in the past like four months, I've gone through at least twenty books. That's Easy. amazing. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. I I didn't realize how much I loved it until now I'm back to driving the van to work every morning and the air conditioning is broken and when the windows are down, I can't Yeah. Like it doesn't have like an audio situation i can't hook my phone up to the van you'll have to burn them to a cd (laughs) yeah yeah. um so i have to listen to them like on my phone and if the windows are open i can't hear my phone and it makes me so sad that i have to miss it every day it feels like i'm missing out like it feels like at this point now it feels like i'm wasting my time like that should be my learning time when i'm driving yeah it's amazing i didn't realize how much i loved it it is so cool that you can like listen to a book that somebody's put like thousands of hours of research and time into yeah. writing and, and compiling this knowledge and it's just there and you can listen to it yeah and you can get that knowledge like i just think that's amazing that's very i love true. these audiobooks i love it so much and another thing like with most audiobooks that are read by the actual author like this grant cardone book he puts yeah. extra stuff in there so you it do does, get yeah. like a little bit of extra excuse me behind the scenes stuff or like a little bit of extra info that they forgot to put in the book or whatever Yeah. when they're reading it to you. So, and you get to really hear if it's read by the author, then you get to hear their like yeah. their tone and like how they really wanted that information presented. I think that that's very cool. Yeah. It's definitely the book would have been very different if Grant Cardone had not uh, done the, <laughs> the yeah. narration, like he needed <laughs> to do it and he was the pers- perfect person for it. Yeah. And that I think is something, cause I also have the book. I bought the book, probably like a couple years ago. I never ended up reading the whole thing because 
I don't know. It's it's something you need to listen to. Yeah. It's meant to be listened. So, uh, yeah. what is a line or a, you know, whatever from a book that you've read that has stuck with you the most? Did you, did you forget also, to think about I the answer? Did, I did that thing where I forgot to think of my answer. It's so hard um, to remember both. I know, I know. We're so going to get better at it, though. <laughs> We're going to 10X it. We're, we'll 10X this for sure. Um, I guess I'd have to say how to win fl- friends and influence people. Oh, win friends uh, and influence <laughs> I haven't read that one. Win, how to win friends and influence people. Um, By our boy, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Love that book. I, I love it. I just love that book. And I keep... I. I keep wanting to read new books, but I also I want to revisit that at some point because so I. I feel like it's a good, it's a good refresher. Yeah, or maybe like maybe that's a good New Year's book. But anyway, um, in it he says only knowledge that is used is retained. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't. I, I, I am I can't familiar remember. with that. It's only knowledge. It's yeah. It's only knowledge like that, that is used sticks in your mind. Yeah, it's, 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 I guess it's bad that I can't remember the quote directly. Because I feel like I have used it. But basically, the, the point is, you have to use it in order to, like, that's what creates knowledge and habits. Use it or you lose it kind You'll of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, when we read all these books or do all these things, when there's no actionable steps, I feel like that's where it falls short because you don't remember the things that you don't do or, like. That's true. You got to be about it. You can't just think about it. You got to be about it. That's true. And I, I also feel the same way because especially now that we've been just voraciously absorbing this knowledge (laughs) at such a ridiculous rate going through these books um you obviously you don't retain everything but it's those little things that stick out to you that you then put into action and those are the things that stick with you long term so um i also do know that quote because that is that's always my go-to thing for when I say what's your favorite book how to win friends and influence people yeah great book everybody should read it love it it's a good book um you got anything else on that I kind of hijacked your answer no on no your no, question. no that was it that was it it's uh it's getting late it is and, getting uh, late we are at our happy hour we're at our happy hour so? and it's almost nine o'clock Sunday night we got to be at work <laughs> soon so till next time this has been the hard working happy hour see you next week <laughs>